We can come to the church to feel better, but never get well. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of Stephen Furtick's message about where breakthrough begins. Here's Stephen. There was a pool in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate called Bethesda. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie. Let me tell you something about everybody on your row. They each have a condition. The thing about our conditions at an emotional and spiritual level are that we're able to hide them more easily. It would be one thing if you could see my emotional state. Well, I can compensate for that. It'd be one thing if you could see my spiritual state. Maybe I could cover it with fine-sounding language. You can, you can live in this condition for a long time. So I want to ask you a question, and I'll get out of your way, because I don't want to spoil your appetite for a revival. That's what my mom used to say to me when she would catch me warming up a honey bun in the microwave at 4.30. Don't spoil your appetite, but I just wondered if we could make a mark that area of your life where something needs to change. And I wanted to do some scientific research for my sermon, so I went on Facebook. And I asked a simple question, what's an area of your life where you need a breakthrough? You know what was stunning? Over 90% of the responses, and thousands of people talked back to me, over 90% of the responses, I'm probably being generous, it was probably 99% of the responses, were responses about a situation. You know what? I didn't see anybody say, and maybe they said it, and maybe I missed it. That's entirely possible. But I heard people talk about, I need a breakthrough in my relationship because my husband's acting crazy. I heard people talking about, I need a breakthrough with my child because they're out of control. I heard people talk about the job that they needed, and, and all of those things are things that I would love to pray with you about. But you know what was strangely missing from the list? I didn't hear one person say, I'm selfish. And in this season of revival, I would like God to set me free from me. Can I preach on pre-vival weekend? And sometimes we need to just make a mark in our lives and say, you know what, God, it'd be great if you could change my marriage, and I want that, and it'd be nice if I could get the home. I want that, and well, Lord, you know what I'm needing that I'm not getting from others, but, but it starts right here. This is the place in my heart, in my life, doing new work in me, creating me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. And Jesus walks right up to the guy and asks him a question. Do you really want to change? Not do you want it to change. Do you want you to change? This, this man is apparently not only does he have a disability that prevents him from walking, he doesn't hear very well. 
because he gives Jesus a response. This reminds me of Holly. Holly yells at our kids sometimes. Y'all pray for her. And the other day, I snuck around the corner, and she was going in. And so here's a little tip for those of you who may be having children soon: is uh, when your spouse is handling a situation with your children, stand back and pretend to be ignorant. Okay, that's just a good uh, piece of advice. And I was watching her, and Elijah was explaining why he hit Graham, and Graham was explaining why he hit Elijah back, and they were, they were giving the whole history of the argument leading up to this moment that she was reprimanding them for. And I watched my wife transform because she's sweet. You've seen her on stage, right? She's Mrs. Better Half, and she's all that, and she really is. But she does have another half, and that other half, boy, the other half, that, that could be a whole series. That other half came out. You know, Simon stood up and pushed Peter, and Peter pushed Simon back, and they're yelling at Holly. And she says in this voice that I will not attempt to emulate. She, she says, I did not ask you all that. I don't care who started it. I'm about to finish it. And she said it. And I prayed for her. Now, Jesus asked a question. Look at me. You want to get well? Not, 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 not. Do you want to feel better? But do you want to get well? There is a difference. We can come to church to feel better and never get well. We can come to church. For comfort and leave unchanged. And that's what the pool represented. It was a place to be comfortable. It was a place where you could be around other people who had similar disabilities, thereby feeling more normal in your own dysfunction. So I'm hanging out by the pool. And I've been this way so long that I've given up hope of change. And part of this is the reason why sometimes I have fantasies about going back into youth ministry. Because they don't know yet. They haven't learned yet that some things never change. They haven't gotten all crusty like us. Rusty and crusty. Sitting there. Waiting. Waiting for verse 4 to happen. You see, in the manuscripts that you probably are looking at a translation of, can I teach you something real quick about your, your Bible translation? You've got one of those elevation Bibles. And this is, yeah, this is called the New International Version. It's a good translation. You can look all this stuff up. Do you have the Bible app on your phone? You can get a reading plan and all of that. And even if you just start with a verse a day, it would be a good place to start. It says, verse 3, here a great number of disabled, you can't see. Yeah, yeah. Here, here a great number of disabled used to lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And then right there it goes to verse 5. It's kind of hard to see on the camera. Tell, tell them that I'm telling the truth. Right there. <laughs> three. Yes. And then that's a note to tell you that why it goes straight to verse 5. And here's what the note says. Watch this. It says that. These people who were sitting around the pool, they came to this particular pool for a reason, because the Bible says, show them verse 4. This is in 
some of the later manuscripts. It's not in the earliest ones. That's why the translation doesn't put it in. It says, from time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down. And sometimes that's what we're waiting for God to do when we say we want a change to happen in our life. We want him to break through and come down. Come down, God, and, and fix my situation. Come down, God, and, and work in my life. Come down. So we could pray during this revival for God to come down. Because it says from time to time, the angel would come down and stir up the waters. And when the angel would come down and stir up the waters, the first person who was in the pool would get healed of whatever was wrong with them, which put this man that we read about who is lying on his mat in a disadvantageous situation. Because when the angel would come down, the first one in would win. And that's the way religion works. The first one in wins. The person with the most titles or the most knowledge or the perfect church attendance. But here's what grace does. Because remember that Jesus is the personified grace of God. The Word made flesh dwelled among us. Jesus walked up to the one who would have been last in line and said, You first. I came to announce that the more desperate the situation, the greater the opportunity for a miracle. So if you need something from God, guess what? You're in the right place at the right time. This is a spot for revival. That was Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick, Where Breakthrough Begins. You can find out more information about him at his website, stephenfurtick.com. Hope you have an amazing day, and I will see you again tomorrow.